Hey, what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast without a musical introduction or a COVID introduction or a Biden-Harris 2020 introduction, but what it does have is Lincoln Mitchell back on the pod from back in the hood, and it is good. It is good to have Linky back. It is I will figure out a way to get the musical intro back. We might have to come with some new music, uh, or we might just have to get Franklin to uh, do the intro because she clearly does it way better than I ever could. Um, So we're going to kick it. We're going to check in with Linky. It's been a minute. A lot has happened in the state of the states. A lot has happened in our big D, little D. What Lincoln always has to differentiate the difference between those types of democracy. Uh, But the thing is, that's why he's around <laughs> when we talk about politics and I'm just along for the ride. So plug this in your ear holes, grab yourself a cup of something. You don't even have to change your sweats. You don't even have to get up off the couch. And that's because we try to make it as easy as possible. And you're welcome for that. And without any further ado and my brainless, mindless rambling, it's good to have Linky back. All right, now we're cooking with gas while you're eating lunch. Well, I'm eating lunch. Yesterday, I went down to 88th Street to give blood. Mazel tov, you did. At B'nai Jeshman. That's the farthest I've been from my house in I don't know how long. How did you get down there? Did you ride your bike? Yeah, it was Excellent. night. I was fine. Excellent. And how was the actual process of donating? Well, so it was at B'nai Jeshman, which is a big synagogue on the west side of Manhattan. Did they have the, the bus that rolled up? Or they were doing no, it you, inside? They, they did it inside because they had to have space, so you need a lot of space. But, of course, it's the New York blood donor. It's not the synagogue that actually runs Right. It. So, as a result, they had the radio on, and we were listening to Christmas carols in the synagogue. That was kind of fun. Excellent. Um, it's 2020. I mean, Why not? You know, and I mean, like the woman who, not the woman person who takes the blood, but the woman who checks your vitals and pricks your finger to see if you have enough iron or something. Like, the, we, we were close to each other. We had masks on, of course. But that's the closest I've been to someone who's not like family. Was she wearing goggles and, like, a face shield or just a mask? Just a mask. And I just had a mask. We weren't looking at each other. We were kind of looking like that, but. Still, it's a little unnerving, but it's still, it you is. did a good, you did a good thing. And how, how many people were they letting in at a time? They had a good system. They have a big space, but you know, they had chairs set like eight feet apart. Right. And you sat in a chair and then when the person went to go get blood, you moved up a chair. Okay. You know. I know, I know the synagogue. So I know, I know exactly the layout. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then the uh, the kind of recovery area, yeah, spaced apart. But, but also some people were there with friends and everything, you know, with like their wives or something. So like Martin and I went. So. Can I just tell you, I'm looking at you on FaceTime and the earpiece to your glasses is completely for Schmitz and not even on your ear. You can keep your glasses on. I just wanted you to know it was all like busted up. I know that. Oh, okay. These are my good glasses. <laughs> yeah, those are your definitely your faculty, hipstery, brainy, geeky, nerdy glasses. Because we're going to get into, are we going to get into, dig deep into the minutiae, or what are, what, are, what are we doing? I, I don't know. We haven't checked in in a while. I think we should kind of explore the state of American democracy at this bizarre juncture. It is a very bizarre juncture. It is very, it's terrifying the Bible Belt in the middle of the country wanting to secede from the rest of the, the nation. <laughs> 17 I mean, states want nothing to do with the election. It's a joke. And, and when you say 17 states, you don't mean... Seven, you mean the, 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 
30% of the most obnoxious people in each of those 17 states. Correct, which would be the attorney generals that are still licking the boots of this bunker bitch that think that they have a chance in hell of doing anything with him after this is all over in 41 days. Um, I mean, it is... I think we have to kind of balance between, the one hand, the kind of the ridicule of it, so absurd it is. On the other hand, like, it's really doing lasting damage. It's doing I mean, lasting damage, but look at where their focus is while 3,000 Americans died yesterday. Over 3,000. This is what they're focused on. Overturning the election, which was completely fair and legal. They should be disbarred. Every single one of them should be disbarred. I agree. I agree. I mean, it is... It is the question is, for me, is that democracy, the idea of democracy, is a group leap of faith. Correct. Right? All of us living in a democracy have to believe that you know an election is an election, and that when our side doesn't win, that it's going to be okay later. Now, it isn't always okay. People die. People died because of what happened in 2016. There's about, I don't know, 100,000 more dead Americans than there should have been. So it's not always just okay. But that's still the group leap of faith. But to some extent, being in a modern country, in a, in a state, you know, we like to use the word nation state, but that's not the right word, in a state, like, like the United States, is also a group leap of faith. We And it's a bigger leap of faith our, for some than others, because then you get into the whole social injustice and all that kind of shit. That's and right. But, but all 330 million of us, or most of us, must on some level believe that we're better off in the country with each other than with that and not. Okay. And, and right now, and certainly last months and years, Donald Trump, the impeached, uh, defeated, former, soon-to-be former president, is very much telling people you're better off not being in one country because that's the only way I can stay out of jail. Right. Even though I'm speaking hyper hyperbolically, I don't think he ends up in jail. But maybe maybe in, maybe his kids do. I, I, at this point, I don't know. At maybe least at least not in federal jail. Do. Like he could end up being in prison, you know, New York State to get him or something. But and what these idiots don't understand, and I talk about people on the left. Whenever people talk about seceding or you know, Cal Cal exit or whatever, or on the right, you know, Tex exit or whatever. In the 21st century. When countries come apart, it is a violent, disruptive, and economically devastating process. So we are stuck with each other, and we had an election a couple weeks ago, months ago, whatever. Yeah. And we had an outcome. And and it wasn't close. Right? I mean, we should recognize that. If this were closer, if Georgia, Arizona, and Pennsylvania could have be flipped by a total of 15,000 votes, which is not the case— I think we would have had violence in the streets and or Trump staying in power. We got lucky here. He's also got, he's also, in all honesty, he has deteriorated mentally. Oh, yeah. I mean, he walked out on that Medal of Honor ceremony. He literally like left the yeah. guy standing there. He has I mean, no I would make, clue. If I could make a sports analogy. Yes. The Trump, the Trump political project through uh, Supreme Court through controlling state legislatures, through uh, the control of the Senate, had a is had a good good end game, right? They had a good bullpen, to make a baseball metaphor. Okay. Now, for those of us who are not may not be huge baseball fans, a good bullpen means 
that if a team with a good bullpen is leading, say, three to two in the eighth and ninth inning, they're going to win three to who's two. Who's in their Who's in their bullpen? Most of their bullpen They're, was in jail. No, their bullpen was the Supreme Court. Oh, I see what you're if saying. They could, okay. If they could get to the Supreme Court, if they could get to the late innings, they were going to win. Okay. If, if I could make a football analogy, they had Joe Montana, right? If you're oh. down 10 points with five minutes left in the game, you're going to win if Joe Montana is your quarterback, right? But Of course you throw it back is, to San Francisco, but go ahead. Of course. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know much about football, but I know from Joe Montana and the 49ers. I'm just glad you didn't go to Tom Brady because I, I, I probably no, would have hung no, up no, on no, you, but Tom go Brady. ahead. No, 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 Joe Montana. And Steve Young, who was also a great quarterback. Excellent. I love him. Go ahead. In, in 2008, when there was that Proposition 8 in California, which was an anti-marriage uh, equality initiative, he, who was direct descendant of Brigham Young, had a sign in his yard that said no on Proposition 8. So he's a good guy, too. Okay. Anyway, the problem with having a good bullpen is it doesn't matter if you, can't hold a, if you are able to hold a lead if you can't get a lead, right? It doesn't matter if you have Joe Montana as your quarterback. If your defense is so bad that you're losing 40 to 20 with five minutes left, even Joe Montana probably can't save you. And that's what happened to Donald Trump. He didn't get it. He didn't get the game to where his bullpen could take over, where the things that could actually help him, the Republican legislatures, Mitch McConnell and the Republican Senate, the Supreme Court, other federal judges. He was down so much yeah, because he performed so badly, or to put it another way, because Biden beat him so badly, that he ended up having to say things like throw every ballot out from the city of Philadelphia. Right? Well, that, that's ridiculous. Well, it was also stupid because all the down-ballot Republicans on the same ticket right. won, and he would have uh, inadvertently screwed them over. Because how do they get to stay, and then he, he get and then everything well, else gets I mean, thrown remember, out? Remember that there's only one state in the country where the uh, people voted for different parties for president and the Senate. Leaving Georgia aside, because we don't know what's going to happen in Georgia yet. But, you know, McC- I'm not, yeah, McConnell, Graham, uh, what's, what's his name up in Alaska? These They all won, and, and Trump carried those states. So, you know, there. I mean, the election, there was no Senate race in Pennsylvania, right? In Michigan, the Democrat won anyway. You know, so, but, so, but he couldn't, he, you know, at the end of the day, he didn't do well in this election. And that it wasn't the landslide, but it was kind of close enough. And then, as time goes by, what we're seeing is is that the um, the popular vote totals, because California and New York, in particular, New York and particularly New York City, we count our votes very slowly here. One, because we just have these antiquated structures, and two, because we don't have a lot of competitive races. So right. there's no great rush. We know who won that congressional race. You know, you count half the ballots, you know the Democrat won. You don't have to. So that's but, but as they trickle in those late numbers, you see his numbers going up. Biden wins by about seven percent. So, but but I don't like. I want to be careful of this language of we avoided a constitutional crisis. No, uh, we we muddled our way out of a constitutional crisis because I, I thought we were in one actually. We were. That's absolutely right. No, that's the point. We were in one. We muddled our way out, but I'm not sure we're all the way out yet. What we are facing potentially in next January, right? I mean. The, I mean, here's, here's what I fear, and you're seeing the hints of this already. Oh, so God. you and I know that there was no election fraud, right? Yeah. If you choose to live in reality, you know there was no election fraud. But we also know that there was a lot of talk of election fraud. Right. From the Republicans. Okay. Now, I want you to think about the Senate. Let's assume McConnell and the Republicans win one of those two races in Georgia, so oh. they're still the majority. Right? How are they going to do? Now, what they say is this. 
Well, given all the controversy around the election, note that word, controversy. The controversy was Donald Trump's attempt to steal it, right? There was no controversy around the election. Right. We're going to have a special commission to look into election fraud. Well, what you really should be looking into is Donald Trump, not election fraud. And then they're going to come up with all these recommendations, which will try, which will seek to strengthen voter suppression laws. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is why, thank God, for people like Stacey Abrams. Right, but they're not, she's not the Senate, right? I mean, that's, they, the, the takeaway, the Republican takeaway from here is that we passed all these laws due to the emergency of COVID, which made it easier for people to vote. And what happened was we had record numbers of turnout. Right. And, and you know, Republicans losing by 7 million, that's a lot, right? So they're saying, you know, this isn't good for us. So what they want to do is retighten the voting restrictions, particularly in states like Texas, which are kind of next on the list for the Democrats, like Wisconsin, like Michigan, like Pennsylvania, which have Republican legislatures, and to stop anything the Biden administration could do, could do to strengthen voting rights. Right, because it's important that they go after uh, Biden's son for tax affairs while they can't handle the vaccine, you know, Right. Dispersion and, 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 and making sure that they have enough doses of the vaccine to get to all the necessary people. Right. And, That's and, you know, the focus. Remember, this becomes Joe Biden's problem on January 20th, right? And, and Which would be less means, of a problem if they flip the frickin' Senate. I mean, it's going to yes. be a huge problem if they it's don't. A, I mean, Joe, Joe Biden, without, without winning both those two races, is going to be a terrible... I mean, he... he I, I don't... I mean, I was talking to a reporter about this earlier today, but... He might not get a single a single cabinet member confirmed. You could see Mitch McConnell saying, "Look, this is an illegitimate president. I'm not giving a hearing to any of these cabinet members." And you still think there will not be one? I mean, they're all so gutless and spineless at this point that that I don't think anybody will stand up. But like at that point, when Biden is in and this whole farcical, destructive, deadly situation is over, do they do, do they not say, "Okay"? Trump is gone. He's going to go, like, start a TV station somewhere. He's going to go, like, lead the anti-vaxxer movement somewhere. He's going to go, like, be a disrupt. I think, actually, he says, I don't think he can do anything by himself. He's going to have to take all of these cronies with him, like the Stephen Millers and, like, like whoever he... Like, how does Corey Lewandowski even stay in in the position that he's in once Trump is gone? How, How does he not get kicked out and get fired? I don't think Trump can do anything. But cause trouble and be a pain in the ass. Well, yes, but I mean, I, I, I want to I explore that a little bit because I'm not sure. I mean, I know what he wants to do, but you are talking about someone. He doesn't have the ability to start a television No, station. he doesn't. He doesn't have the – first of all, they're all coming for his money. And, they're and secondly, all- he doesn't have any – Just he's, he's, he's really in very bad shape mentally. Yeah. He can't do anything, right? However, the challenge the Republican Party has is that nobody wants to be the – like. There's not a single powerful Republican who benefits from from Donald Trump remaining as president right now. Nobody is for no powerful Republican is that something worth fighting, right? However, there are many powerful Republicans, including most of the U.S. Senate, who benefit from from advocating for that, right? Nobody actually wants Donald Trump to run in 2024. But nobody actually wants to say that because they'll piss off the Trump support. Right, and, that, and those are their people, and that's their people. And that's the dilemma. So. But Trump, I I believe that Trump will struggle to stay relevant once he's no longer president. We will move on to other things. He's going to have, I don't know, some proportion of the population, but it's not going to be close to 50. 
that, you know, really care about what he has to say and pay attention to him. And where is he going to go? He's already, like, blown Fox out of the water. Where is he going to go OAN? Like, like whatever, or that whatever, that other network that I can't even remember. Like, who watches that? But Newsmax, yeah. he's, he's not going to start a TV network. He could start a YouTube channel. Oh, so that would be comical. Which would right? get I mean, ha- he, which would completely get hacked and shut down every time he tried to do something. Right. I mean, you know, the gutsy thing for Twitter to do would be to take it would be to cancel his account, to ban him once he once he leaves office. I they agree. They won't do that. They won't do that. He's gonna go to Florida, he's gonna play golf, he's gonna tweet, he's gonna get angrier and angrier, but he's gonna try to do one of these rallies. And the first okay, he's he's grifted about hundred and eighty million bucks right which now. Which is so unbelievably disgusting. Which he can use to keep himself going for a while. Right? But I just – I don't think we should assume that Donald Trump remains a front and center political figure. I really can't believe that, that there, is, there is no way that this guy does not on any level get called to the mat, to the Hague, like for, for his accountability in this catastrophe. OK. No American president is getting sent to the Hague. Forget that. Like that's just not – Americans – Biden is not going to happen. And the question so, – so, so he – you know – it is possible that, you know, citizens groups will have investigations and commissions, but there will be, as long as the Republicans are in the Senate, there will be no investigation of the mishandling of the COVID crisis. Nothing. Or the mishandling of any of his emoluments or the mishandling no. of any, no. anything. And Biden will be under pressure from the Republicans to move. Like, like So, you where, can see so the what happens to your restorative justice? Is there, then there's none? I'm, I'm not confident. I'm not confident, right? I mean... And you can see the headlines, the Republican, you know, Rubio's and Cruz saying, why is he worrying about these, still talking about the Russia hoax when we need to be vaccinating people? 3,000 people died of COVID yesterday. Why is President Biden still talking about the Russia hoax, right? Yeah. That's, that's where that goes. So I think, I mean, my, my hope is that Trump just kind of fades away. But I also believe My hope is that he possible. dies. I, can we just, I don't, my hope, forget fading away. I would really well, just. Well, I mean, he's, he's 74 years old, morbidly obese. As Nancy Pelosi says, facing a lifetime of legal troubles and having just been defeated and humiliated on the world stage, he doesn't have a lot to live for. And his wife is probably just dying to leave him, right? He doesn't have a lot to live for. But you know, people hold on, especially mean, evil, self—you know, self-absorbed. They never die. The evil ones. The evil ones never die. It's unfreaking believable. It's disturbing and it's it's frustrating. And all the good ones go, and these. Motherfuckers never die. Right, but I mean, I mean, I certainly the notion that Trump at seventy-eight years old or seventy-seven during the campaign is going to run for president and be able to function at all. You know, I suppose it's possible, but I wouldn't bet on it. I just hope they all. I hope every single one of them, none of them, get a spot on any network doing any work. Well, there's not that many of them. I mean, you look at a guy like Rudy Giuliani, right? Stephen Miller, that other his his stupid, ignorant, tone deaf wife. Uh, any other people in Kelly McEnany's going to have to go somewhere away, far like Mars? Who else is around? Yeah, well, Kelly like- McEnany will land. It's. I mean, you know, the, the odd thing is, is that you know, typically when you've been the White House press secretary, you know, or communications director, you do what Ari Fleischer did after you leave, right? You start some communications firm and you charge enormous amount of money for essentially giving powerful people access to your Rolodex. That's that's the career path. But no, I don't think Kayla McEnany can do that. She can't because where's Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Right, nobody wants that from them. Where's where's Sean Spicer, right? Oh. Um, 
And what happened? And who was the other guy? I can't. Oh, Scaramucci. Not Scaramucci. Scaramucci has managed to somehow hang on to his five minutes of fame. But the other, right. who was the other guy between Spicer? Who was the other one that ate the cereal? <laughs> oh my God, Lincoln! Who was the guy? There was Spicer. Yeah. Who was the other douche nozzle? Who did what? I don't know. Like his press secretary. It was Spicer. It was that other weird tool. Uh, maybe it wasn't his press secretary. It was his somebody. He was a he was Riz, a he was a nebbishy little guy. He was like a oh my Riz, god, Rice yeah, Rice Priebus. He was the um Rice. he was the head of the RNC who became the the chief of staff at first. Oh, the chief of staff. Oof. Yeah, see, Before he vanished. John Kelly. Holy moly! Well, all right, right. So, what I mean, about so, the rest of the pardons? What do you think? Do you think he? Do you think he steps down? There was a little bit of talk on Twitter about him stepping down before the election, making Pence the president so that Pence could pardon him? No, that's not going to happen. His ego does not allow him to do that. I agree. Um, also, he may pardon himself. And his and whole family? The, oh, yeah. And let the court sort that out. Because Ivanka and uh, the slumlord just bought like a $30 million uh, piece of property somewhere. Where? I don't know. You know, I didn't... I've just been scanning go- I, at Twitter. I've I've been fighting. I literally spent the morning fighting with some somebody and wasting my time, like that's a, COVID, good, that's a science a denier. Time. Yeah, you know what? You fall down those those rabbit holes, and you just have to like extricate yourself or wait for somebody to come in and save you. And some rando Twitter person actually came in and was like, "All right, you've done enough. Like, I'll take over from here." And I was like, <laughs> "Thank God," because I was gonna tag you, but then I didn't want to. I didn't want to uh-huh. drag you. I didn't want to drag you into that because it was not. Even worse. I check it. Twitter like twice a day. I don't do that. Yeah, it's it's. I stay there just for information to see like what's flying by on the screen and who got nominated and what. I actually follow Med Twitter, the hashtag, because it it just aggregates all the doctors and all the medical information. So it's really pretty useful just in terms of finding out statistical information and it weeds through all the weeds. Um, and that's and that's pretty much it. So I don't I see the headlines go by from like the Hill and the Guardian about like Ivanka and Jared buying thirty million dollars worth of for an acre and a half. Molly Jong fast tweeted it or something. I like fly now by her stuff. But uh I mean if I looked right now I could tell you, but I really I, I really don't care. Yeah. I was just more curious to see what what you were thinking about, you know. I talked about it with, with Nadine. Like I just, she was like, I hope all these motherfuckers go to jail. And I said, you know, that's the whole concept that I was talking about with Lincoln about restorative justice. Like, who do you cherry pick to get? They've, he's already, Manafort's out, Flynn's out. No, Manafort's not out. Flynn is out. And Cohen yeah, is out. I mean, and Mary Trump's you, writing another book. Like, the, I mean, one wasn't enough. Like, how much psycho babble kid do you want to know about this motherfucking guy? It's enough. No, I, I don't care. And I also, I'm really tired of hearing these articles. This is what Republican senators are saying behind the scenes, you know? Oh, yeah, the book, they don't, yeah, because they don't have the balls to say it in front of the scenes. Right, right. Then it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what you say in private. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I can't. Uh... Um, excuse me. With regards to who goes to jail, a lot has to do with who, I mean, you know, you and I as, as like, you know, lay people who aren't, who aren't prosecutors can say, you know, I hope they all go to jail, right? But that's not an answer, right? No. The answer has to be, against whom can you make the best case? What are the specific charges you're bringing against them? At what level? Is it, a, is it the New York State Attorney General? Is it the District Attorney in Manhattan? Is it the feds? 
So that's going to be the answer here. It's not it's not kind of an ethical, moral issue of who do I think should go to jail. Um, I do think that if nobody goes to jail, it will be a problem. I mean, to some extent, the issue here is that is that, you know, 40 percent of the country doesn't want to recognize that Trump was really an extraordinary uh did extraordinary damage to the, to the United States and to American democracy. And because the other 60% doesn't want to piss off that 40%, they don't really push it. But by not pushing it, we, we let it fester. I know, because I don't think it'll ever go away. I don't think we can ever not hold anyone account. I mean, we can hold them accountable. You don't elect them. They don't go back to their jobs. They, you know, you can scream at them in public restaurants and like humiliate them and demoralize them. And that was a thing for a while, but who's going to be doing that now? Because you can't really scream through a mask. So who really, there is, there is, and no one's going to restaurants. Yeah. Good point. (laughs) There is an emerging kind of paradigm that we have a choice. We can either bring the country together and move forward or we can bring, or we can take these people to trial and put some people in jail. But that's a false choice. In my view, we that's can't move forward until some people go to jail. I agree with you. We can't move forward unless we confront what the last four years was and do something about it. Until then, we're just going Band-Aid solution after Band-Aid solution. But they really have to go hardcore. Like, it's not just these committees slap on the wrist, you lose your seat on this committee. No. Bullshit. Like, that, no. that, and that's also, like, not enough. With people... You know, you have to, but, but you also have to find the way the criminal justice system works. You have to find the criminal activity. Right. And supporting an asshole is really not a crime. Right. Right. Or, or even Stephen Miller, just like proposing these terrible inhumane ideas is not a criminal. Right. So you got to find the criminality. Well, the criminality was separating these kids from their parents and illegally trafficking them in the middle of the night with no way to find. Right. So, so, so that's, again, put that in legal terms, a lawyer a prosecutor has to say, you violated statute, you know, yeah. one, two, right? I, I, yeah. We know it was wrong, right? We know it was wrong. You know, with the Trump kids, uh, uh, Jared, uh, uh, Ivanka Jr. and Eric, it's going to be real estate fraud and tax evasion. That's but it's what, also, you fine. know what's terrifying, and it, just to say, and then we can, like, move on to something else, the fact that I keep, th- everybody keeps bringing up the fact that they know state Secrets. They had access that they never should have had to right. information that they will always now know. Do they use it? Kushner has been using it to get bailed out of all of his debt with, with you know, uh, his buddy uh, MBS over there. What else do right. they know? What else What right. else do they know that th- that is and valuable if, and that they And there are ways that, that if they use it in the future, it's criminal. So we can watch that also. But I just... I mean, I, I have to balance my own sense of I want to see them go to jail with, you know, what's the legal procedure here? I, I think I, I would love to see them go to jail, but I'm also more leery of them divulging information that can do more damage yeah. than what yeah. they've already done. Because I don't know what they know. I don't know what comes out in those daily briefings and what the security information is and who they know has what and where our missiles are and where, you know, what takes, right, right. what aims where and what shoots who and who the fuck knows. I just really want to know if the aliens exist or not and what they know. They don't. Yes, they, they don't do. know. They, they do know. They totally know and Trump is totally going to. I'm surprised Trump didn't just come out and say, listen, I'm opening up Area 51 to everyone. Pay, like, it's going to become Trump. It's going to become something like a Trump, you know, extravaganza. And, and you can Area pay, Trump. like, 
20 yeah area trump and you can go in and you can pay 20 bucks and like then you get a tour of area 51 because he's that fucking stupid and he's that desperate for money the guy is fucking broke and i think that's where they get him because a lot of people were saying they just keep peppering him with a lot of these smaller cases about his tax fraud about his businesses about him owning money and then what happens with his taxes like after he's out of office does he have any obligation to then share his tax information, or is that just gonna never ever happen? Because I guess he once no he's gone, like what's he once he's not the president anymore, who gives a fuck? The only way that, that his tax information gets out is if like some prosecutor subpoenas it, but then it's not public information. I think the fact that Ivanka was deposed like kind of went under the radar also. Like that yeah. that made like a blip and nobody seemed to Harp on it, that. Made, it made more than a blip in the right-wing media sphere where people were very upset about it, and that became what they talked about for a day. Well, that's... Uh, you know, it just speaks to how we are just talking about wildly different things here. Right, and nobody focusing on what really needs to be talked about, which is this COVID bullshit. Right, right. And, and the biggest damage that Trump is doing in, these, you know, in this interim period, this transition period, is not talking or doing anything about COVID, just letting the problem get worse so it will overwhelm Joe Biden. And because in January 41 20, days, he doesn't even give, he has to give less fucks than he gives now, if that's even possible. Right. And on January 21st, the Republicans will blame Biden for everyone who's died of COVID in the United States. Right. All of a sudden, it won't be a hoax anymore. Right. Then all of a sudden, it's real. And then wouldn't it be funny if all of a sudden, like, everyone in North Dakota started wearing a mask? Right. I don't know. I can't, I, I just hope, I really hope it gets... It has to get better, like it, it with Biden and Harris and that team that they put together. And it will. Like it can't it get worse. It will for no other reason that Trump's, you know, disinformation campaign will not be done from the White House. Right. There will be press briefings. There will be information coming out. Right, and Trump will be out there doing his thing, but he'll be doing it on Twitter or at some weird rally, or you know, just no one's. We, you know, Trump's base wants to pay attention to him, but the rest of America doesn't have to. Right. Anymore, starting in January. I think, well, I deleted, I stopped following him on Twitter. I, I'm done. I think a lot of people were, yeah. uh, once he lost, everybody was like, you know what, go fuck it. I don't give a fuck what you say anymore. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And the more and more people feel that way. Yeah. And well, remember, it does matter what the president says, which will be who will be Biden. It doesn't matter what some former president says. Well, it'll be nice to be back in like the global community and like people that give a shit about not only that, climate change. I mean, the shit yeah. that's happening with the climate and, 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 and the environment and because the environment also plays into COVID and like how we handle that. So everything is interconnected and hopefully everybody will be in the right position. And then we can like, maybe, I don't know, one day soon, claw our way out of this, claw our way out of this fucking thing. And like, you could yeah. walk down the block and like go back to Amrita and not have to worry about sitting 800 feet. And I could maybe drive I think back by the middle from- of next year. We'll turn that corner. That's a long time. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right, Linky. It was good to see you. It was nice to go good put to your see you. go go take off your your geek glasses and your uh, professorial glasses. Listen, I'm just gonna tell you, you gotta tag the people in your Instagram post who are on that Manhattan Neighborhood Network show with you, so that everybody can. They're not on Instagram. Oh, they're not. But maybe they no. can. They're on Twitter and stuff. So maybe you, I right. think they tweet. But I really like, I really like you. I like the group that's there. Oh, it's a great show, yeah. It's a but great not group. On okay, well that's yeah. too bad. But we'll yeah. pro- we'll promote the Mitchell Minute. How's everything up in the hood? Is everybody okay? Ice yeah, is I don't okay. Know, no one's. I mean, ISIS has arthritis, which is slowing her down a little bit. All right, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um. And then you know, I don't see many people. I saw Chester this morning, but it's a different crowd up there. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 
But it's no, also... I, I often just walk around other parts of the park. All right. Well, that's also good. There was a big fire on 106th Street today. I couldn't breathe in the morning. Wow. Is everybody okay? I don't know. I mean, I got up and I thought there was something wrong with me. I was having trouble breathing and it was just the smoke. Jesus Christ. All right. Listen, we'll stay safe. Tell everybody up there I said hi. Tell I ISIS I said what's up. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll bang this out again because the people, the people of the pod miss you, Linky. All right. All right. It was good to see you. Stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. bye. All right. So there you have it. Linky, back on the pod, dropping the knowledge uh, and hopeful. There's the light at the end of the tunnel, and maybe maybe this time we're not going to be standing in the middle of the track staring down the train. We just got to make it through the next couple of months. You got to wear your mask. You got to socially distance. You got to wash your hands. You got to follow Lincoln on the Instagram at Lincoln A. Mitchell. You got to follow his hashtag Mitchell Minute. Go check out his website, LincolnMitchell.com. Tell your mom. You have to follow him on the Twitterverse, at Lincoln Mitchell. Go check him out on MNN. It's Manhattan Neighborhood Network. He links it on his website. You can also message him directly via Instagram or Twitter uh, or shoot him an email at LincolnMitchell at LincolnMitchell.com. I think that's his email. You can check on his website and find out everything you need to know from Lincoln Mitchell is on every single one of those platforms. And if you still have a problem, come to the Jam Fam, let me know, and we'll figure, we'll, we will find a solution. The Jam Fam is every night, 8 o'clock, live on my Instagram, at Doodleheads. We are closing in on 300 nights in a row <laughs> of me dancing like an idiot while the Jam Fam kicks it. And boy, what a group. At, come and hang out with the Jam Fam. You will not be disappointed. At we, the, people pop in all the time. New people. We got we got the OGs that have been there from the jump. Um, still sticking it out from all over the country. And everybody and 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 going through everything with everybody. Uh, and not only because misery loves company, because it is not a miserable hour. The hour actually flies the fuck by. So come hang with us. Not me, necessarily. It's really about everybody else. Uh, from the left coast to the right coast to the neighbors in the north in Canada to the Pacific Northwest. I don't know how far south we go. I may now be the furthest south, hanging out down here in the Ville of Ash, Asheville, North Carolina, bringing the flavor, bringing the hood down south. We'll see how well that goes over uh, for the next couple of months while we're trying to you know, not die from COVID. So be smart, be safe. I know the holidays are tough. I know everybody misses the fuck out of everybody. I know people want to hang out, drink eggnog, eat latkes, uh, drink the Manischewitz, um, you know, hang out under the mistletoe if that's a thing. I mean, that right now seems completely gross and disgusting just because it could potentially kill you. Uh, and so let's not end on a down note. Let's end on an up note. Uh, I, my Twitter handle is irrelevant because I completely get thrown into Twitter jail every other minute. So I'm on my 75th millionth burner account. Uh, and if you you can find me through LinkedIn, you can find me, just ask me, I can DM it to you. Look, I got Love Yourself merch for sale. That's a shameless plug. T-shirts, I got a couple hoodies left. Going to be making some more tote bags. Uh, hit me up and let me know. I'd be more than happy to make a trip to the very safe and masked up local post office here in Asheville and spread the love that way because a toasty hoodie is delish. And you can remember to love yourself. It's cute little doodle. It's a lot of fun. You can support a living artist and, and it's good fucking karma. So let's keep the good fucking karma going. Pay it forward. 
try to do something to make someone's life a little better, try to make someone else smile, try to, you know, spread the love, spread a little joy. Ho, ho, holy shit, I've been talking way too long. All right, I'm going to wrap it because what else can I possibly say? But thanks to everybody who listens to the podcast. Thanks to everybody who's holding it down. I know it's fucking tough. Cancer is a motherfucker. To everybody who has somebody fighting that shit, fight the good fight, think good thoughts, positive vibes, light a candle, all that kind of shit. Do whatever you got to do. Pray to whoever you got to pray to. Um, and let's, let's just hope that everybody comes out of it and, and, and in a better place and cancer's just a motherfucker. So shout out to everybody going through all that shit on top of all the COVID shit, on top of all the life shit, we're going to get through this shit and we're going to come out on the other side of this shit and we're going to be better off for it. Hopefully, because maybe we'll give a few more shits about people and social justice issues and the environment and the climate And we can all Maria Kondo ourselves and get rid of all the shit we don't need that's holding us back and holding us down and uh, move on uptown to the east side because we finally want a piece of that motherfucking pie. All right, thanks for listening. Until the next time, wash your hands, wear your motherfucking mask, check on your people, and be good. Be good to each other. Peace and hair grease. I almost forgot that part.